go and we are live welcome to in the black the personal finance podcast tailored to the african-american experience i'm your host jelani banks and i'm your other host eddie kane <laughs> um all right eddie let's see tell me something good tell me something good all right my tell me something good is um it's something that I can literally see myself doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a twelve-year-old boy in Los Angeles got stuck in a, in the sewer system and spent twelve hours in the sewer system. Mm-hmm. Now, the tell me something good part is, of course, he got rescued and you know they found him. But um, the part where I, I can definitely see myself doing this is I'm shocked that I didn't do this as a kid. I'm shocked I didn't get stuck in the Atlanta sewer system. <laughs> Especially because I, I think I saw the picture. The guy was pretty, he, he looked a little chunky. So like me and you could have easily slipped into the uh, one of those sewers. Easily. It would have been another episode of It. Uh, you saw the movie, right? I did. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest with you, like I don't blame him because at 12 years old, I was also curious about yeah. what was going on down there. So shout out to you all the way in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, my something good is is something that really encourages me. That is because I have lost my grandfather to Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, the the news that I saw was that uh, doctors and scientists have figured out a way to, uh, I guess, lack of a better term, pause the gene that that uh, Alzheimer's comes from. So that's that. That makes me really happy because there's so many people who who suffer from that, whose loved ones passed away from that. So it's it's something that makes definitely makes me feel good. Yes, sir. So before we get into our stat for the day, I want to encourage everyone to continue to subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts. Also follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, what's the Instagram, Eddie? Uh, Potter and Family Network. Uh huh. And we made a Twitter in the black at in the black pod and you can also email us uh at in the black pod at gmail.com if you have any questions or any feedback that you want to give so without further ado let's get into the stats for the day let's see so i came across a website studentloanhero.com and um they had some information on there just basically about student loans what I found was that the total U.S. student loan debt, I was going to say in America, but that's, that's redundant. <laughs> the total U.S. student loan debt is $1.48 trillion. So that's $1,480,000,000,000. Oh, my goodness. For student loan debt in the United States. 
Now, going a step further, in Newsweek, I found an article, and in it, they were talking about how the Department of Education has statistics about how nearly half of African-American borrowers defaulted on their student loans. And that's a shame. Eddie. I mean... Oh, okay. I was like, where'd you go? No, I'm here. <laughs> like, that's a crazy stat, the second one. Yeah, and it, the, almost, almost 50%. And it makes me wonder if we're going to have enough time to touch on student loans in one episode. Yeah, because yeah. there, there's, there's definitely quite a bit. I mean, man, you say that, and it makes me want to go on a tangent off of, off of the notes that I have listed here. <laughs> Um, because I mean, there are there are a lot of layers to this that are still you know revealing themselves as far as to our generation and what student loans mean to us and what they're going to mean to us in the future. Well, and and it's so interesting that you say that, Eddie, because so the the dream is sold to us, right? Of oh man, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. The American dream of you know the white picket fence and living a certain lifestyle. And oh, by the way, if if you want to have this, go to college. Oh, you can't afford it? Well, take out X amount of thousands of dollars for student loans. I mean, I was just having the the uh, conversation. Um, I know you sent me the the tweet of uh, Rachel was talking about us talking about student loans, and um, I, I texted her today like, "Hey, we're we're going to record about student loans," and we had a whole conversation just about is this even something that's worth it? And um, we, I don't want to turn people off from student loans because it definitely it it is an investment in yourself. It is. Yeah, it's an investment in yourself, and when. And when you, you, you base, you're basically betting on yourself, uh, for, for a low interest rate, uh, I think grad school is like 6% and, uh, undergrad is lower than that. So it's definitely not like quote unquote expensive as far as extra money, extra money, extra money paid after your, uh, your borrowing. But it's, it's just, we, we really have to be mindful of what we're doing and what we're putting ourselves uh, through and, and what we're setting ourselves up for. Right. And, and student loans is, is almost a double-edged sword because I know people now, when they go to college, they, they choose majors that will have a better return for them just so they can pay off the student loans. Yeah. Not necessarily for the type of lifestyle, the type of work they want to do, yeah. but hey, is, is this literally worth the investment? Yeah. Because there are there are also what what people don't I guess what people aren't really preaching as much anymore is is the old American dream was you come to America and you start your business and you and you grind out from there. And now what what and it didn't really have too much to do with acquiring too much debt. But now it kind of seems like you can't you can't get ahead without it. Right. But, you know, that's not the case. There, there are definitely different avenues that we can all take. Um, if you have a business idea, start that business because in reality, you're, you're from the African-American experience, and we haven't really touched on this too much. From the African-American experience, because we are so behind, Edwin, we, we, we are technically not going to be able to save our way to wealth. 
we have to earn we have to earn our way there so that's either investing um or or investing and or creating multiple streams of income whether it's uh uh starting on business uh investing uh, uh we, we just have to earn it so jelani that let me ask you a question then if we can't save our way to wealth can we educate our, our way to wealth i think education is the it's it's like uh step zero like well, like what we were saying with knowing where all your money's going it is the step before the first step because if you don't understand how all this stuff works you can't really like get your foot in the door there are just so many, many, many different uh, nuances, and they're not hard. Uh, well, we just have to, we we just have to understand. Yeah, we just have to understand what we're up against. Um, we have to understand what it takes. We have to understand uh, our resources and where to put our money, and we have to understand uh, how we can economically um, affect each other by working together. Oh, there's so much packed in there. I mean, dude, we do we want to talk about student loans? I mean, we we could really go. I know because no, it's it's a it's a deep dark. Yeah, it's a rabbit know, hole. Rabbit hole for our generation specifically, because you know, for for a lot of our parents and their parents, they could afford an education as far as you know, family helping them out or even working summer jobs. I mean, my grandparents got through college literally working. A summer job which is impossible to do you know and i don't i don't necessarily know how or when education kind of leapfrog yeah um inflation like when did this happen yeah you know if i worked a summer job as a college student with a high school education i could probably make if i'm lucky four thousand dollars at the end of the summer and that's so, like, like, like i'm set like i can go to college <laughs> Yeah, but with four thousand dollars, that's going to cover half of my first semester. And honestly, that would probably only cover like your meal plan, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and 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 this is why. This is why we have to take. If you want to go to school, if you're not set up, set, if your family's not set up for uh, financial success, which most families are not, African American families are not, um, you're caught in the in the quote-unquote trap of student loans but don't don't be don't be worried about it i mean that's kind of the advice that i would give to um to our listeners because there is a way to to uh manage it and to uh educate yourself on how to uh make the best decisions and the first thing that you have to do is to know the loan, right? That you are, that you're either applying for or that you have. Because I know there, there, there may be some college students, which is awesome because you're kind of getting ahead of it. And um, most of our listeners are probably already in the workforce. But I can ask so many people, Edwin, right now, if and they probably wouldn't even know exactly how much they, uh, how how much they, how much they have how much they've borrowed or even further or like where they've even borrowed their money from. So who is actually lending them the money? So their servicer. And it's so important. I mean, you, if you're paying someone back, just don't give money, you know, like willy nilly, (laughs) know where it's going, know how much it is, uh, know your options. And, uh, if you don't know, it's okay. There is a website. 
I, I found, actually, I didn't know about this, um, out because I do know where my loans are, but nslds.ed.gov. And I'm going to, uh, actually make some notes for this, uh, podcast and, um, I'm gonna put these websites in there and put it like in the description so that, uh, you guys can look it up. So, um, and, uh, you know, if all else fails, your school's going to have the information. I mean, we all said in that financial aid line, right? Um, you know, we didn't sit there for, for nothing. They have the information. So if you just call and yeah, you know, if I like lost my information, I call Oakwood, call the financial aid office. Um, you know, I recommend not calling in the beginning of semester, uh, because obviously they're busy, but, and luckily doesn't have, uh, anyone like Tyrone, you know, <laughs> sitting, working in the financial aid office. <laughs> nah, uh, shout I, out to I, Howard. Oh my gosh. That is such a, that is horrible. Um, I saw Greg, uh, Greg Roper's tweet. He, uh, he was talking about the, uh, the, uh, the video of, uh, the Erykah Badu so- song, uh, you better call Tyrone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you have questions about him, call him. So, uh, so yeah. So then, uh, there's obviously there's grace periods, right? When you first graduate from college, um, you get, uh, if you have a federal loan, you have like six months to start paying it back. So don't think like, Hey, I graduated. Uh, I don't have to pay anything back. Uh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Know that it's coming. So it's coming fast too. Yeah. You know, try to find a job. If you don't have a job, there are options. You're right. The options are, you know, deferment and forbearance. Yep. Right. So if you don't have any income or I know some people who, who may take like a, a gap year, they just want to travel the world, um, you know, before they go to a master's degree or whatever, which is fine, but just make sure, make sure that you defer your loans or that you uh, put them in forbearance. And they're really kind of the same thing, but deferment, deferment is when uh, you're not responsible for the interest. So there's no interest uh, like building up or accruing. So that would be similar to like a subsidized loan where no interest is accruing. And then forbearance is when you are responsible for the interest or it is accruing where, so it'd be like an unsubsidized loan. All right. So that's kind of like knowing your loans. Also remember that when you start to pay them back, this is part of your budget. So go back to go back to uh, step zero of knowing where all your money's going and then include this in your budget because it is an expense. Now, one thing that you can do, Eddie, is to lower your uh, to lower your uh, uh, your your interest rate. Like if you uh, if you sign up for it to be automatically taken out of your bank account, they'll lower your interest rate by like uh by 25 or i mean 0.25 percent of your interest rate which you know sounds like a little bit but what's you know if your loans are are a whole bunch you know between like four to six percent um you know it can make a big difference when you're talking tens of thousands of dollars potentially and um it could definitely help you out in the long run so you know very very important now, the next thing I would want to talk about with student loans is not to be afraid. So many people, like they see the phone number calling them or they get the mail in the mailbox and they're like, oh, man, I know what this is. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. No. You got to open the mail. Oh, my goodness. Open it up. You got to open the mail. Because I'm going to tell you something. Student loans, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, and you don't want 
if you do have a job, you don't want your supervisor to call you in her office and inform you that the U.S. government <laughs> has contacted her to garnish oh. your wages. Like that's you don't want to oh, go there. Man. And they will do that. <laughs> they will do that. <laughs> um, and and that so that will be after like defaulting your loans, which I believe is nine months. So after nine months of not paying, like either your total loan is going to be due. So you know, tens of thousands of dollars is going to be due. Your credit score is going to drop, obviously, because you haven't been paying. So yes. it has been dropping because you have been paying. And, and listen to episode five if you want to know more about credit scores. Exactly. Your credit score is going to drop. And then, like Eddie said, the ed, the government's going to take your wages. So you're just going to be stuck. You're going to be sad. Like, you're going to have no money. And you're going to owe a whole bunch of money. But then you can't even borrow any more money because you don't have any credit. Right. So, and then one thing too, like, I mean, I know some people may have private loans because after like a certain amount of federal loans from undergrad, you, uh, you can't get any more. Um, now private loans, they may not be as flexible with you, but if you have federal loans and federal loans only, they will be flexible with you. You can call them and say, Hey, look, I I, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to figure this out. I don't have a job. Like they're not sitting here to try to, to set you up for failure. You know, they're, they're kind of involved, um, in the investment that you made, um, you know, to further, uh, like to further your career. So definitely don't be afraid, know your loans, budget for them and don't ignore. Now moving forward. Something that people ask me about, Eddie, is consolidation of, of student loans. And I, uh, I haven't really, like, come up with or found the right answer, uh, the, like the one that I really like. Um, but as of right now, uh, unless, I, uh, I don't know. I can't really think of a, uh, a good example, but one of the main reasons why I personally would not consolidate my student loans is because if they're federal, you're going to lose, uh, you're going to lose, uh, some of the benefits. So you won't be able to, uh, like defer your loans or put them in the forbearance. So you're basically on hook. You're basically on the hook, uh, for paying them every month, no matter what happens, whether you lose your job or whether, you know, you're trying to start your own business. Um, you have to pay them basically until they're paid off. And I think that in itself is kind of like the biggest negative of consolidating your loans. Right. That's a major turnoff. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people may say, well, you know, I have some loans that are five and I have some loans that are 10. I have some loans that are eight. And, you know, you may have subsidized or unsubsidized and a whole bunch of different loans that I'm paying and uh, blah, blah, blah. But when you consolidate it, you're going to lose all of those. Yeah. You're going to lose all of those benefits. And it's going to put you somewhere in the middle. You're going to lose the loan for that was 3%, but you're also going to bring down from the loan that was, you know, either like 10 or 8% or whatever. But what's going to happen is then you can't really, uh, I like I would use the same tactic tactic for the debt snowball of the debt snowball on your student loans. It still applies. What, uh, what episode was that three or did we talk about that? Um, I think, yeah, we did. I think it was episode three. Yeah. yeah. So for your debt snowball, treat your loans 
treat each of your student loans because you get, you know, different ones for each semester and each year. Treat each of those as separate debts and line them up um, from least to greatest or, or, you know, from least to greatest first dollar amount or from greatest expense, um, uh, greatest expense, like the highest uh, interest rate and pay it off that way. So you can pay off, you know, the one that's the highest interest rate and still have the one that's lower, you know, just kind of accruing interest slowly, whatever, whatever. But that goes away completely once you consolidate. So that's kind of like my biggest negative, uh, like for, for consolidating, you know, your loans. Now, if you did it, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my goodness, you've made the biggest financial mistake ever. Like, like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, you just have to be more diligent and more mindful now. Yeah. I, I, I would just recommend against consolidation. So now for, let's see one thing that this is kind of like getting a a little fishy. So, because I've been seeing some news about loan forgiveness and it not coming through for some people because they either like filed their paperwork wrong or they missed a deadline because the, the loan off the loan office never got the paperwork or whatever. Just some, you know, just some fishy stuff happening, but this is a big one. There are things like teach for America, which, um, my fiance is doing right now. Right. And then there are things like, you know, complete loan forgiveness. If you pay on time for 10 years. So, you know, if you have, uh, a huge amount, huge amount of student loans and you're working, uh, for a nonprofit or for the government or, you know, something like that, if you're paying on time for 10 years and you may have, uh, say you went to one of those, uh, one of the more expensive, liberal arts private colleges somewhere in like the cold of new england and the tuition was sixty thousand dollars a year and you know you went there for four years so now you own so now you own you know two hundred uh forty thousand dollars uh you know whatever like you you know you get what i'm saying if you borrowed all of that you know most of that money and um you go and work for the government then you can, you know, the government will forgive you of those loans. But remember, you have to pay on time. Like you can't, like if you, I think if you, if you, if you miss like one payment, you know, they they might wipe it all out. Like it could be year eight, and you know if something happens, you might lose it. So please be on time, and it only helps you to pay on time. Right. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um. Let's see, loan forgiveness consolidation. Oh my goodness. So something that I guess actually, well, let me talk about this first. So your student loans, you're able to deduct interest, the interest that you paid for your student loans. Oh, um, I'm so hurt. I didn't know this. I'm so hurt. Uh, I, 20, uh, I think it's $2,500. Um, now that doesn't mean that you get like a, uh, a, a credit where you um, deduct $2,500 from your tax bill, but you deduct $2,500 from your, from your income. So, and then, you know, so that will give you, you know, some money back, Um, you know, give you just a nice little benefit uh, if you're paying back, you know, that, 
all that interest on your student loans every year. Remember, it is the interest. It is the interest. You know, if you're paying $2,500, yeah, just look, please, please, please take advantage of it. Now, I think there's an income limit. No, there is an income limit, but I don't know exactly what it is. And I I feel like the last I saw was like 80. So, uh, yeah, once you make over 80,000, then that that benefit go away and and I'll have to look that up because I don't I don't want to uh say something I'm not a hundred percent sure of I saw I think it's eighty eighty uh, thousand yeah so like I said once you're making over that you probably don't need any more tax cuts um but it is there for you right and then one huge thing that people like to talk about is the issue of prepaying with student loans. Hmm. This is also kind of a dilemma for me too because the the interest is so low compared to uh, something like a credit card. However, if you are what I would recommend or what I would recommend is making sure to never uh, I wouldn't uh this is the problem with paying you off your student loans early if you aren't also saving or investing or, you know, doing both. Same for emergency fund, um, same for retirement. If you pay, once you pay off your student loans, you don't really have anything to show for it. So it feels like you are kind of like starting over. So like I personally, well, like I wouldn't call it a mistake that I learned from, but I was paying off my student loans pretty aggressively. And then I like kind of took a break to start saving and then I was realizing, well, I probably should have just been saving and paying all my student loans because then I could kind of like get both done at a reasonable time as right. opposed to like, I'm over here, you know, well, let me back up. This is something that Dave Ramsey like preaches. And so I didn't just, I didn't agree with him all the way. So like getting that thousand dollars of emergency fund, quote, you know, the quote unquote emergency fund, and then putting all your extra money into your debts. Um, and then I was able to really just kind of like pay off my credit cards and everything, which is great. But then when it was, when it was time, when I look back, like I only had like a thousand dollars and I was like, wait, I need to increase that. And so that's what I did. But yeah, I, I would like, you're borrowing at such a low rate and something like your investments, um, like say if you're borrowing student loans for four or 5%, whatever you can get a return on your investments like your 401k for you know seven percent like and that's average so the return on your 401k is better than the than what you're paying back on your student loans so you know not to mention if if your employer has a 401k match like you're losing out on that too if you're not taking advantage so i would definitely save for retirement save that emergency fund pay your loans on time um, but after all of that is done, then put the extra money, you know, onto uh, putting your student loans, because let's face it, it's, it's something that you've invested in your student loans. Um, and it's kind of like a slow build type thing. Now, credit cards, the high interest rate, excuse me, the high interest rate debt, like get rid of that but student loans. You can hold on, man. I feel like I haven't taken a break. <laughs> I was just like going and going. <laughs> um, uh oh, my computer's dying. Oh man. No, no, I think I'm good. Um, 
much. Now, be- before we end this episode, though, I want to encourage mm-hmm. people who have paid their student loans, people who have are even have just made a payment plan that fits their budget, that fits their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I still encourage people to vote and to get involved with politics because this is the only way we're going to change this mm-hmm. predicament, you know, for our generation and the generation that's come after us. Um, and this is just a shout out, to, you know, to the different um, politicians out there who are really trying to make a difference as far as policy to fix this problem. Yeah, yeah this podcast, we're giving you tips on how to um, deal with the problem and on a personal level, but there still is a macro issue here that can be solved if we get involved and we vote and we make sure the politicians that are really going to help this get in office on the local level and the federal level. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's so important because we, from, from our experience, from my experience, the Eddie experience, the, the black experience, like we're saying before, we are at such a disadvantage. So it's, it's time to educate ourselves and to, to promote and foster that change. Right. And I, I'm laughing at your story, Jelani, because it's exactly like my story. Like my student loan, my student loans, thankfully, weren't as high as I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. But I still was like just so focused on them. Like I just wanted to eliminate every penny. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't want this. <laughs> and I did it. And my savings was like dry, you know. And <laughs> and I mean, hey, but, you know, this is why we're doing the podcast. So mm-hmm. people get, know how to make that same mistake. Um, now what, what I have, would I be still paying off student loans today if I had saved and paid off student loans? Yeah, most likely, but my savings would be sitting pretty. Yeah, no. And, and, and that is, and that's straight facts. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like something to leave. I don't know. I, I have to do better at like, I, I just feel like I end up abruptly. Oh yeah, that's it. I have nothing else. Um, but I, but I guess the thought I would leave with the listeners is, don't be stressed by student loans. Pay them on time, or oh my goodness, something something I I didn't talk about. Um, you can you can do like income based um, uh, payments. So you know once once your student loans are due, they're gonna say like, hey, this is your payment for ten years for every month, and you're gonna be like, oh man, uh, I can't afford that payment. Right. So you can click a button and adjust it to where it will either increase um, over you know over the 10 years like you have to like every two or four years like i don't know i didn't really do it or i didn't do it personally i mean and and as far as my experience like the lenders they have pretty flexible payment plans like oh absolutely i i lent my student loans from Nelnet, Mm -hmm. and i called them up and they they had a plan that was perfect for me one year and then i was able to adjust it and, Mm -hmm. and adjust it again you know depending on my my income changes and it worked out perfectly yeah um no, that's definitely, that's exactly what they'll do. And, um, uh, yeah, there, there, there's really nothing else to say about that. Just stay focused. Don't be discouraged. Um, and I mean, at the same time, when your parents student loans back, you're building credit history too. Like, exactly. Hey, this guy has been paying. Um, he's a responsible borrower. Exactly. You know, we lend him however many tens of thousands of dollars and he's paid it back it's- or she can pay it back. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I'm still emptying abruptly here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. That's just the way it is. Yep. In the black. See you later. Yes, sir. That
That dig's on me. That dig's on me.